Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 189 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about quarterback Joe Burrow's banner sophomore season with the Cincinnati Bengals. I do not feel like Burrow's season is getting enough love and attention that it deserves. I get it. Joe Burrow was a number one overall draft pick. He won the Heisman Award in 2019, so it should not be that surprising how well he's excelling in his second year in the NFL. On the other hand, he's on the Cincinnati Bengals, who historically don't win a lot of football games and are the occasional laughing stocks of the NFL. Right now, in his second year in the NFL, Joe Burrow is playing like a top five quarterback. And I know how much you love stats, so let's look at it. Statistically, in Burrow's breakout year, he's currently sixth in touchdown passes on the year with 34 and has thrown the most touchdown passes in a single season by a Bengals quarterback. The record was previously held by Andy Dalton, who threw 33 touchdowns in 2013. Burrow has also broken Dalton's record for the most passing yards in a season. Dalton in 2013 threw for over 4,200 yards. Burrow this season has already thrown for over 4,600. And another way Burrow's 2021 is better than Dalton's 2013 is through completion percentage. Burrow this year at the moment has a 70 completion percentage, which is the highest among NFL starting quarterbacks. While Dalton in 2013 had a 61 completion percentage, Burrow has helped the Bengals win their first division title since 2015, and he's done something that most Bengal quarterbacks have failed to do, beat divisional rivals. In both games versus the Steelers, they won easily by a score of 41-10 to in week 3 and 24 to 11 in week 12 and against the Ravens they won 41 to 17 in week 7 and 41 to 21 in week 16 that's two wins in one season against the Pittsburgh Steelers let's put that into perspective in his entire career with the Bengals Andy Dalton had a career record of 3 and 12 versus the Pittsburgh Steelers and go back before that Carson Palmer had a 5 and 9 record against the Steelers Big Ben Roethlisberger has a career record of 24-10 and 10 against the Bengals. He has owned the city of Cincinnati, and I don't care if it's Roethlisberger's final season. It's impressive to me that in his second year, Burrow has two of those 10 victories the Bengals have gotten over Big Ben and the Steelers. This is the overlooked thing of being a franchise quarterback. It's not about the stats. It's about beating your divisional rivals year year in and year out, winning divisional titles, going to the Super Bowl. That's how Tom Brady does it. He dominated the AFC East for 20 years. That's how he was able to get to the Super Bowls. He dominated the Bills. He dominated the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, year in and year out, dominates the NFC North. He dominates the Vikings, and he absolutely obliterates the Bears year in and year out. That is how you become a franchise quarterback. That is how you stay dominant and year in and year out. And Burrow beating the Ravens the way that he did is probably even more impressive than the way he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, a former MVP quarterback. Everyone expected the Ravens to be way better than the Bengals this year. And the Bengals came in and beat them handedly two weeks. They scored 41 points in both games. That's super impressive. That's how you become a dominant quarterback. You destroy your divisional rival. 
rivals. For so long, the AFC North has been dominated by Big Ben Roethlisberger. It may now be a division that's owned by Joe Burrow. And Burrow offensively is obviously not doing this all by himself. He has rookie receiver Jamar Chase, who in his rookie season has 79 catches, 13 touchdowns, second only behind Cooper Cup, and over 1,400 receiving yards fourth most in the NFL, and he was named to the Pro Bowl. Chase and Burrow played together in college at LSU from 2018 to 2019. And I think if you want your young quarterback to do well in the NFL, you might want to consider drafting one of his college weapons, because it's worked recently. The Colts drafted Andrew Luck's former Stanford teammate tight end, Kobe Fleener. The Dolphins brought in Jalen Waddell, who played with Tua in Alabama, and the Eagles drafted Drafted Jalen Hurts' former Alabama teammate, Devontae Smith. The familiarity between these quarterbacks and these receivers are leading to early success, and early success can lead to long-term success in the NFL. I think we all know that the key to success for a young quarterback is to have a star receiver. Think about the advantage if that receiver has already played with that young quarterback. I mean, this guy, Jamar Chase, has already played with Joe Burrow. That is a huge advantage and one has to believe that has led to this breakout year for both of these players. And historically, the Bengals do not do a lot of things right, but they do put weapons around their quarterbacks. I mean, back in the day, Carson Palmer had two Pro Bowl receivers in Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada, and Andy Dalton had AJ Green, Mohamed Sanu, Marvin Jones, and tight end Tyler Eifert. And this year, every Everyone is talking about Jamar Chase, and rightfully so. He's most likely going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But he's not the only weapon that Joe Burrow has. They also have wide receivers T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Higgins has 74 catches, 6 touchdowns, and over 1,000 receiving yards this season, while Boyd has 69 catches, 5 touchdowns, and over 800 yards receiving. And I have to mention running back Joe Mixon, who is also having a step Pro Bowl season with 13 rushing touchdowns, fourth in the league, and over 1,200 receiving yards, second only to Jonathan Taylor. ESPN ranks Cincinnati as the seventh best passing offense in the NFL and ninth overall offensively. Getting back to Burrow, there's a really interesting pattern that's happening. These second seasons for these young quarterbacks are usually the seasons they are starting to show flashes of being elite quarterbacks. I mean, Carson Wentz in his second year in 2017 was on his way to winning an MVP before he got injured and then of course the Eagles went on to win a Super Bowl without him. Jared Goff in his second season went on to bring the Rams all the way to the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. I mean, nobody saw that coming from Jerry Groff if you look at his first season in the league. And then in his second year in the league, Lamar Jackson took the NFL by storm and won the MVP. Patrick Mahomes in his second year, first year starting, won the MVP and threw over for 50 touchdowns. And now you have Joe Burrow. It goes without saying that there are still quarterbacks who can 
and flash their rookie season, Justin Herbert, for example, or become great after their second season. For Josh Allen, it was his third season. I'm just saying that there is a pattern that is emerging where second seasons are now becoming the breakout year for most of these young franchise quarterbacks. So it's really interesting. And I think I say this to say this, just because you're down on Trevor Lawrence right now does not mean that next year he cannot have a fantastic season. And some guys that you're really high up on, like Mac Jones, we are going to see if he is elite probably by next season. I think it's a good measuring point. How good are you in the NFL by your second season? We might have a breakout year from Trey Lance of all people next year with the San Francisco 49ers. Give these quarterbacks some time to grow because they're usually not going to be great in their rookie season. But I think that second season has become a good measuring point. Another example of this is Derek Carr. Derek Carr in his second season was having an almost MVP-like season before he got hurt and he was named to the Pro Bowl that season. I mean, I could go back even further and say Tom Brady in his second year, first year starting, took the Patriots to the Super Bowl and won the game. I think a quarterback's second year in the NFL is that year they begin to show what they could be in the long term. And I think Joe Burrow is showing this year that in the long term, he can be a franchise MVP caliber quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. As great as Joe Burrow has been this season, we've seen this before. Good quarterback play from Bengals quarterbacks Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. They've been to the postseason too. Neither have won a game. Palmer in seven seasons with the Bengals was 0-2 and Dalton was 0-4 in the playoffs with one touchdown and six interceptions. The best way for Joe Burrow to surpass both of these former Bengals quarterbacks would be for him to win a playoff game. The Bengals have not won a postseason game in 31 years. Their last postseason victory came in 1991 and the Bengals have not been to the Super Bowl since 1988 where they lost to Joe Montana and the 49ers who also beat the Bengals in their only other Super Bowl appearance in 1981. That's how Joe Burrow can become a household name. He's not going to become one by putting up stellar stats with the Bengals. To put himself and the Bengals on the map, he is going to have to do something drastic. Bring the Bengals to a postseason victory or even bring them all the way to the AFC title game. If he does it this season, everyone will be talking about the Bengals and Joe Burrow. That's how the NFL works. We talk about winners. It wasn't just that Tom Brady was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It was that he put the New England Patriots on the map. Remember, when Tom Brady got to the Patriots, nobody was talking about them. They were not a dynasty. Now they're thought of as one of the best teams in the NFL. That's how that works. They were winning. They became relevant. Just putting up decent stats on a team that isn't a mainstream team like the Cowboys and the Steelers and the Niners, that's not enough. If you want to be remembered in this league, you need to win big games. And that's what Joe Burrow has to do to cap off this brilliant year with the Bengals. I think he needs to win a big postseason game this year to put him and the Bengals on the map. Because that's the one thing 
thing that's been holding the Bengals back these last 20 years from us taking them seriously. They don't win big football games, even when they have a really good record. Remember all those years we mocked Andy Dalton for not being able to win a Monday night football game? The same with Carson Palmer. He wasn't able to beat the Steelers. They weren't able to show up in the big games. Well, Joe Burrow has bested the divisional rivals this year. Now he has to go in and win a postseason game no matter who the opponent is. If Joe Burrow goes up against the New England Patriots in the first round of the playoffs, he needs to beat Mac Jones. He needs to win a significant playoff game for the Bengals to become relevant because putting up the stats and winning the division titles isn't enough. This franchise needs a big postseason victory for us all to take them seriously going further and to make us look at them as real contenders. And if they're not able to do that, we might look at them the same way we looked at them during the Marvin Lewis era. Oh, look at the cute little Bengals over here winning some regular season games and then falling in the postseason. That's not enough for us to gauge our interest. You need to win the big games. Those are the quarterbacks we talk about. Drew Brees won a Super Bowl with the Saints. That's why we talked about Drew Brees. It wasn't because of the insane passing numbers. Is that he was able to make that team relevant. Joe Burrow has to do something similar with the Cincinnati Bengals for him to be viewed as one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. And I think he's capable of doing that, especially with this roster because they have Jamar Chase. I think a lot of people are overlooking the Cincinnati Bengals. So it would be a great way, again, to cap off this brilliant year. I don't think it's a must, but I think it's important for the Bengals to get their first playoff victory in 31 seasons. I think that's important for the future of Burrow and the Bengals. And I think they're very much capable of doing it. Boomer Esiason was the quarterback of the Bengals the last time they won a postseason game. It's been that long. And again, they've had really good quarterback play in between. I like Carson Palmer a lot. And then he left the Bengals and he was able to have playoff success with the Arizona Cardinals. And then Andy Dalton. Listen, we all mock Andy Dalton. But at one point, he was a really decent quarterback. But the thing that held both of those players back was they were not able to win big games with the Bengals. That's the one thing that could make Joe Burrow one of the best Bengals quarterbacks ever is if he were able to win a big playoff game. I think this is the year for Burrow to do it. He has an opening. The Patriots are beatable. If that's their postseason opponent, I think the Bengals will win. I want to wrap up this podcast by saying this. I don't really care who wins NFL MVP, but there are five guys who I would be okay with winning in no particular order. Tom Brady, again, he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are nothing without Tom Brady. They are down a lot of weapons. They are not the same team as last year. They're not as talented as last year's team. They still have a really good defense. I know there are people out there who are saying, oh, the Buccaneers are really good because of their defense. No, they are really good and capable of winning big games because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady is keeping the Buccaneers relevant in my mind. So yes, he is an MVP candidate. He is throwing 40 touchdown seasons in his mid-40s. Think about that. It's crazy. Aaron Rodgers, no matter how you feel about him as a human being, he is the reason for the Packers winning 13 games three years in a row. They are the only team in NFL history to achieve that. That's 13 wins in three years in a row. Think about that. They have been dominant, and Aaron Rodgers is the reason why. Yes, they have Devontae Adams. Yes, they have some 
some really nice players, but what's keeping them relevant is Aaron Rodgers. He is valuable. Remember, he went out, he missed a game, and the Packers looked terrible. And I don't know why I feel the need to say this, but I do have the need to say this. Matt LaFleur is not the reason for the Packers' success. Aaron Rodgers is. I know that Aaron Rodgers has done some questionable things as a human being recently, but he is still one of the very best quarterbacks in the league, and Matt LaFleur does not deserve to win Coach of the Year. That just needs to be said, and I think I'm the person that needs to say it. Jonathan Taylor is having the best season for any running back this year, and I think more running backs need to win MVPs because it's so boring that it always goes down to the quarterback. The last running back to win it was Adrian Peterson, who was really good in the season he won. I thought Derrick Henry should have been a candidate the last few seasons. I mean, let's give the award to someone who's not a quarterback. It would be really nice for Jonathan Taylor to win the award because he is the Indianapolis Colts offense. I mean, there's this stat going around that when Carson Wentz froze for more than 35 passes, the Colts are 0-7. But look, Jonathan Taylor is the reason for the Colts' success this season, and he is a legitimate MVP candidate, and you should not be mad if he ends up winning the award. He deserves it. And this is coming from someone in myself who is not big on running backs. I don't think you should invest in running backs long term. I don't think they should be the best player on your team, but the MVP is about the season they are having and Jonathan Taylor is having an amazing season this year and he should be rewarded for it. Here's a guy that nobody is talking about as an MVP candidate, Dak Prescott. The Cowboys are absolutely awful without Dak Prescott and their offense is on fire when he plays. I watched him destroy the New England Bayers earlier this season. Yes, he has some really good weapons, but that team is not the team that they used to be. Their running back is old. He's not the same guy. Dak Prescott got a huge contract this past offseason and he is living up to the hype. The Cowboys without him last year were not a playoff team. Then he comes back and they win the NFC East. That makes him an MVP candidate in my eyes. He is the reason for their success. He is a guy who knows how to win football games and I think the Cowboys could go deep in the postseason because they have Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy wins playoff games because of the quarterbacks he has. Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott not because he's a good coach. And finally you guessed it Joe Burrow should be an MVP candidate. Think about what he's done. He's had career best years for any Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. He's won them their first division title since 2015. He beat both of their divisional rivals the Steelers and the Ravens twice this season by a hefty margin. I would put Joe Burrow's season ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes got off to a bad start and he hasn't been as elite as he has been in years past and this has been a banner year for Joe Burrow and I think he deserves recognition. He's not going to win the award. The last bangle to win MVP was in 1988 when Boomer Esiason won the award but I would not be mad if the NFL named Joe Burrow the MVP of the league. And again he has zero chance of achieving that feat but you'd be crazy to think that he doesn't have a chance to win in a year or two. I think Joe Burrow is going to be one of the faces of the league. I think there is a really good young crop of quarterbacks to go along with Joe Burrow. You have Justin Herbert. You have Josh Allen. You have Pat Mahomes. You have Dak Prescott. So the league is going to be in good hands when a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers retires. I think the young quarterbacks in the NFL are really good right now and I think Joe Burrow is the top of the crop. I think he's 
he's going to be one of the faces of the NFL for the next decade and a half. And I would not be surprised, and I am rooting for him to turn the Bengals into legitimate contenders again. I think the Bengals are going to win a playoff game this year, and I think a lot of people are going to look at Joe Burrow and the Bengals as legitimate AFC contenders going into next season. And that's all you can ask for going into your third year as Bengals quarterback. Look out for Joe Burrow and the Bengals moving forward. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.